Welcome to the Marketplace Movement Podcast, where our vision is to reach, enhance, and advance lives. This week is Come Clean 3.5, a more in-depth Bible study of the series. So as always, please grab a notebook and your Bible and join us in the year of again. Call of God part 17, uh, that's come clean part three. So this is come clean 3.5. I began on uh, Sunday saying this, our mouth is a battleground when it comes to coming clean, getting out of our own way, because it is a necessary tool, but also a dangerous one. And today I need to start with this statement. I made it a couple of weeks ago, but I need to kind of slow down and make it again. We must make sure when it comes to our mouth, we must make sure that we don't fall into the trap, the trap of trying to both decree and declare. I'll do it again. When it comes to our mouth, please make sure that you do not fall into the trap of trying to both decree and declare. If you remember, I started talking about this a couple of weeks ago, right near the end, all right? But we're gonna slow it down a little bit today because I know that many of us have heard those prayers. You know, I decree and declare this. I decree and I declare that. Um, I've heard people talk about, see what you need to do is you need to decree and declare. So people were up and praying and Lord, I decree and declare this and I decree and declare that. I'm decreeing and declaring healing and I'm decreeing and declaring breakthrough. Um, but, but we have to understand what are we really saying? To decree, I'm gonna give you a couple of sets of definitions, but let's start here. To decree means to decide. To decide. It's an official order issued by a legal authority. Say authority. It's an official order issued by a legal authority, right? That is what a decree is. When a decree is being made, law is being pronounced. Did y'all catch that? When a decree is being made, law is being pronounced. And so we have to understand, decreeing is not our job. Decreeing is not our job. Why? First of all, we are not the legal authority. When Jesus rose, he said, all power, right, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. This is Matthew 28. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now, some can say, but hold on, Bishop. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But those are two different words. When Jesus rose from the grave and he says all power, that Greek word is exousia. It means authority, right? But then when he says, but you shall receive power, that Greek word is dunamis. It actually means ability. And so what Jesus was saying is, I have authority, I'm giving you ability. Right? I have the authority. I'm giving you the ability. I've made the analogy before, but I need to restate it um, for, for those of you who haven't heard. If you look at a sheriff's car, it's the best way to be able to understand exousia and dunamis is to look at a sheriff's car. If you look at a Montgomery County sheriff's car, the person in the Montgomery County sheriff's car is not the sheriff. 
They are a sheriff's deputy. The person in that car is not the sheriff. We only have one sheriff. He's an elected official. What is he, Phil Plummer? I think that's right. Yeah, that's the man. He is the sheriff. He's not one of the sheriffs. He is the sheriff. Everybody else in the car is his deputy. They are sheriffs because of him deputizing them. They receive authority from him. Are y'all catching that? Without him deputizing them, they have no authority. They have no ability. He maintains the position as sheriff. They're always deputies. When it comes to the Lord, at the end of the day, he has the authority. There is only one Christ. We receive our ability because of him. Amen. The body that we are in is his car. Right? We, we get to go around day by day in his vehicle. This is his. We are his workmanship. Y'all catch that? So when we understand that decree means to decide an official order issued by legal authority, I need everybody to make sure you put in your notes that that is not your job. It is not your job to decree. Let me give you another part of the definition. I'll jump ahead and then I'll go back. It also means to prescribe. To decree means to prescribe or to put in place regulation. A regulation, a law, or to give a quota. But I like the term prescribe, like where you get prescription. Amen. Worst thing you can do is try to write your own You think you know what you need. Myself, huh? A 30 day supply of Oxycontin. Uh-huh. Let's make it, let me see how I'm feeling today. Let's make it 750 milligrams. Oxycontin. Could you throw me in? Could you throw me in a bottle of Vicodins? Could you throw me in some of this? Let's see what we're gonna make there. Make let me get some 500 milligram Vicodins, right? And throw those in. And let me see. What else I need? Why don't you put, put some of them big ibuprofens, the ones you can't buy across, you know, the ones you need prescriptions for, the 800s. Yeah. Let me go ahead and throw some of them in for good measure. You can't do that. You're not authorized. You do not have the authority to write the prescription. Watch, even if you don't feel good. How you feel doesn't authorize you. Oh boy. How you feel doesn't authorize you. Your pain doesn't give you authority. Teach, 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 teach. I don't care how much pain you in, you cannot write that prescription. Does that make sense? You can go to the pharmacist, bleed profusely, and the pharmacist will say, call 911. I don't care that you hurt. Your pain doesn't give you authority. It doesn't give you the ability to decree. But the word declare, declare, it means to say, to acknowledge possession of, to say, to acknowledge 
possession of. It also means to announce, to make known, to repeat. I love that one. To tell, to say, to make known, to announce, repeat, tell, to acknowledge possession of. That's your job right there. I can do that. I can, I can announce, I can repeat, I can acknowledge possession, I can tell. Yes. Announce. Announce. Like make an announcement. I can announce. I can acknowledge possession of. I can make known. I can repeat. I can tell. But what I cannot do is decree. I declare. Say that's my job. That's my job. Yeah. So I declare. He does the decree. Leave the decree to God. The declaring is our job. Does that make sense so far? Yes. All right. When we line our mouth up, because this is about alignment. When you line your mouth up, remember, death and life are in the power of the tongue, right? But in order for us to get there, we have to have alignment. Now, we talked about alignment between heart and mouth. The next level of alignment is between decree and declare. Oh. So first alignment, heart and mouth. My, my heart and my mouth have to be clear. What I say has to line up with who I truly am. I can't say one thing and be something different. That's double-minded man unstable in all your ways. So I need heart and mouth alignment. Next level of alignment. I need decree and declare alignment. I shouldn't be saying something that he didn't already decree. If God didn't decree it, I shouldn't be declaring it. One more time. If God didn't decree it, I shouldn't be declaring it. Here's the problem. We often make decrees and declarations. First of all, decrees are not our jobs. We, we make them erroneously. Second, even if we're not decreeing, even when we declare, we're doing it emotionally. In other words, we're declaring what we want, not what God decreed. I'm just going, I'm going to declare what I want. Here's what I want. Lord, I declare I'll be off my job next week. I declare it. I declare new job. And, and, and listen, we have people who are saying, what you need to do is you need to decree and declare new jobs. God is like, time out. You're on that job for a reason. And my will has yet to be done on that job. So why are you making a declaration that doesn't line up with my decree? When you got that job, you weren't qualified. Now, the fact that you don't like it now, don't mean I don't have you there for a purpose. Then you better come on. See, listen, when I started the church in 2003, I wanted to leave the city that day. Oh, yeah, I was done right then. I was like, Lord, this is too much. This is just no way. I was ready to go. I look at my old journals. My old journals, I can't do this. I need to get up out of the city. Ain't no way in the world. Oh, Lord, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Oh, three came and went. Oh, four came and went. Oh, five came and went. Oh, six came and went. Now, to many people, they would be going, either you was off. You wasn't supposed to start the church. God wasn't talking. You was in sin. It was none of those things. Finally, in 07, I asked God, God, why am I still here? Then he responded. See, I've been asking the wrong question the whole time. And the reason I was still in my job is because my work at my job wasn't complete. He says, why in the world would I let you off your job when the people on your job don't even know who you are? Wow. 
<laughs> Soon as that took place, I was gone by June. Oh, does that make sense? There was a lineup. There was a lineup. Let's 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 look at a couple of things. Turn to Psalms two. Psalms two. There has to be alignment. Once we have alignment, we're in the right posture. I've been talking about posture a lot. What is posture? Position. I'm in the right position. That's mental position, physical position. When I'm in the right posture, I'm in the right position. Psalms 2. Are we there? Now, I'll read the NASB, and then I'm going to read to you the King James Version, just so that we can get it clear, because I actually like that translation a little better for this verse. Let's look at verse 7. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today, I have forgotten. That's all I really need to read. Look at verse 7 again. I will surely tell of the decree. Y'all see that? The King James says it like this. Look what the King James. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, thou art my son. This day I have begotten thee. So what, what was David saying? I'm going to declare the decree. I'm going to say what I heard. Not saying nothing else. Y'all catch that? I'm going to say what I heard. We got to make sure. Now watch this. Think, think about this before I move forward. The stuff we need in our life. Do you have a decree of God that matches what you've been praying? Oh, it's quiet. Think about what I just said. I declare breakthrough. What's his decree on breakthrough? I declare healing. What's his decree on healing? I declare financial miracles. What's his decree on that? Because if you hope there's a decree, first of all, when you don't know the decree of God, you do not know whether or not you're misappropriating it. Because if you don't know the decree of God, then you don't know how the de declaration is supposed to be utilized. Just because there's money in the pot doesn't mean that that money hasn't already been allocated. Okay, all right, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. My wife manages our budget. No matter what, I can't just go out and go to swiping. Are y'all following me? I know what's in the account, but I can't just go to swiping. Why? Because she manages all the bills. She knows when stuff coming out. If I go out and go to swiping, even though there's money when I swipe, that money has already been allocated for another purpose. And even though the car will be approved, watch this, it'll be approved, something else is going to get messed up. Watch. So when you go out and you start making declarations, you declare, you swipe it. And God is like, now hold on. I didn't have no decree for that. I didn't appropriate what you said for that purpose. And we might think that it worked, but something's about to come back NSF. You can't, you can't simply declare it because you want it. Don't open your mouth about what you won't tell the Lord. You know, call him up, call him <laughs> tell him what you want. We done messed that up. Because we're telling him what we want and thinking that we automatically get it. Nowhere in the 
song does it say, tell him what you want and he might say no? Oh, God. We didn't sing that first, did we? We, we say, his line is never busy. Tell him what. Did we sing that verse? Call him. Sing that verse too. Tell him what you want. Just call him up and tell him what you want. Song over. We didn't say, call him. He could say no. Rebuke you. Tell you to repent and send you back to your prayer closet. We should have sang that verse. Because we're declaring stuff that he never declared. I declare by the end of this week, I will be made whole. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why didn't you declare the habits necessary for wholeness? You, you left that part out of your declaration. You wanted to be whole in your body and keep eating what you was eating. Are y'all following me so far? Now, let me take it a step further. Make sure that we do not fall into the sin of Eliphaz. E-L-I-P-H-A-Z. The sin of Eliphaz. E-L-I-P-H-A-Z. Please make sure you do not fall into the sin of Eliphaz. E-L-I-P-H-A-Z. Turn to Job 22. Eliphaz is one of Job's buddies. He's one of Job's three friends. And Job chapter 22. And, and, and it's funny because when I was studying this, because these notes have been on my page for about four weeks. And when I was studying this, I went to the Job text before the Psalms text. And I immediately felt like the scripture had un, undone my thought. See, you don't say something, teachers, don't teach it until you can prove it. All right. So I got to this text and I said, uh-oh, sound like we got a problem here. But you got to look at the whole situation. Watch. Eliphaz is talking in Job chapter 22. By this time, Job has lost everything but his wife who told him to curse God and die. Job 22 Restoration has not taken place. Job 22, he don't have no houses. He doesn't have any children. He doesn't have any livestock. He is sitting there, and we're not even sure whether or not his boils is still in good shape or not. Job 22, Job is still in bad shape. Are y'all following me? Look at verse 27. This is Eliphaz. Look at what he says. Matter of fact, let, 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 let me start at verse 21. Yield now and be at peace with him. Thereby, good will come to you. Please receive instruction from his mouth and establish his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove unrighteousness far from your tent, place your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophar among the stones of the brooks, then the Almighty will be your, your gold and choice silver to you. For then you will delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. 27. You will pray to him and he will hear you. That sounds real good, don't it? You will pay your vows. Look at 28. You will also decree a thing. Y'all see that? Now who's talking? Come on, who's talking? Eliphaz is talking to Job. He tells 
you will also decree a thing and it will be established for you. Who's talking? Okay. Eliphaz is talking to Job. Job is having a bad time. Eliphaz is sounding real good in verse 27. You'll pray to him. He will hear you. You will pay your vows. 28. You will also decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. When you are cast down, you will speak with confidence and the humble person, he will save. He will deliver one who is not innocent and he will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. Let me tell y'all something right here, right here. Listen to what I'm about to say. When you're in a bad place, when you're in a low place, be careful of the, of the voices you allow to speak in your mouth because every prophetic word sounds true when you're low. Did y'all hear what I'm saying? If you low, you in between jobs and some, you know, prophet, major air quotes, comes and says, the Lord speaks a word to you. Goodness is coming into your life. Ooh. Ooh. Blessing is coming your way. Thank you. You will be lifted out of your ruin. I mean, you feeling that thing, right? But look at what happens. Job is in a bad spot. No children. Y'all, come on now. No children, no land, no nothing. And here comes Eliphaz, his friend. Be careful. Be careful. His friend. 28. You will decree a thing and it will be established for you. Huh? Wait a minute, Bishop. You just talked that decreeing is not our job. Run to chapter 42. Same to Job. Watch. I'll show you. Now, in chapter 42, Job gets to talking. By verse 7, God gets to talking. Let us look at verse 7. Are we prepared? Job 42, verse 7. Are you there? It came about after the Lord had spoken these words to Job that the Lord said to Eliphaz. Who was talking in that last chapter? Okay. The Lord spoke to Eliphaz, the Temanite, my wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends. Just in case anybody wondered who he was talking to, I'm mad at all three of y'all. And it's only been the tree y'all that's been talking. I'm mad at all three of y'all. Right? My anger, my wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Stop right there. He says, I'm mad at all of y'all. You know why I'm mad? Because you was talking and I wasn't in what you were saying. You didn't say what was right. Do y'all see that? He didn't say you said something's right. He said you didn't say what was right. Period. The Bible ain't gray. You didn't say what was right. So you have Eliphaz. In the previous chapter we read, decree a thing. God said, don't listen to Eliphaz. And don't listen to them other two friends of yours either. Because they didn't say what was right. Everything that sounds right is not right. He told Job to decree a thing and it will be established for him. Time out. That's not Job's job. Job needed to declare what God decreed. <clears throat> don't put yourself in the role of God because you want to create something for yourself. 
Are y'all following what I'm saying here? Don't get confused. So everything you need, look for God's decree. I'm trying to make it as practical as possible. Everything you need, look for God's decree. I'm making my way to pray in the scripture. I'm trying to get there. Hey, yes, ma'am. So, um, so, wow, this is really uh, very exciting. Okay. So, all of the preachers are the accurate, and I know everyone else has heard it a million times when they decided, I think it was 22 and 28, you should have agreed with him, you should have been saying. Right, right. So, but Eliphaz said that. Right. And then God rebuked Eliphaz. See? Okay. And then they wanted all scriptures given by inspiration of God. True. Including the rebukes. Right. right. So that's out of context. So that's improper. Yeah, okay. Okay. We're talking about the same book where his wife said, curse God and die. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Right. So do we use the curse God and die and say it was in there, so let's curse God and die? No, because we know she was talking as a foolish woman. The difference is that the rebuke is literally in the next verse. This one, the rebuke is several chapters later. This is why you got to be careful when you lift stuff out of a verse that fits your current your current situation. You lift that thing out of a verse and go, all right, I'm about to start decreeing everything. You're not the authority. You can't make the law that you have to abide by. We ain't got that juice. That's like you driving 100 miles down an hour down the road and then the police pull you over and then you reach in your back seat and pull out your own street sign. <laughs> and go, wait a minute, I decree a thing. <laughs> Y'all missed it. I know you didn't pull me over. I have a decree. <laughs> the officer is like, listen, you're going to jail for real. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. I've been touching on this a lot. But let me just read 1 
verse, Psalm 1. And let's look at verse 3. He will be like a tree. No, no, verse 2, I'm sorry. His delight is in the law of the Lord, verse 2. In his law he meditates. That's where I need to go. Meditates day and night. Y'all see that? His delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, this is what this is what firm trees do. This, this is our pattern. This should be our discipline. In his law, he meditates day and night. The term law there means the full counsel of his will. In his law, I meditate to rest. Actually, the word meditate in the Hebrew there means to mutter. That's a declaration. Now think about to speak. The word meditate there, see, because we 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 uh, automatically assume that meditation means to sit still and think, that's not what it means there. It means to mutter in this text. Nothing wrong with resting in the Lord, sitting there and thinking on his goodness. Nothing wrong with that. But meditate here means to mutter or to open your mouth and say something, right? For instance, the even even in even in uh, meditation in other religions like Buddhism or, or Hinduism, you have meditations that has mantras with them. Why? Because the mantra creates a pattern in yourself. So what they do is they speak these mantras as they are in particular postures in order to take their mind off of everything but the mantra. In order to, to disconnect from the cares of the world, they connect with what's coming out of their mouth. They got that right, and the scripture been telling us to do that. In the full counsel of his will, say it day and night. To mutter. Now, the full counsel of his will means everything he taught on the subject. Y'all trying to get us. So, you need healing. What is the full counsel of his will on healing? When you got the full counsel of his will, now you know his decree. Now you can make a declaration or a meditation to mutter. Y'all follow me? At that point, it has to come to pass. Why? Because he's a king. And every word that comes out of a king's mouth is automatically law. Y'all see what I'm saying? He's not a man that he should lie to the son of man that he should repent. And if he said it, he'll make it good. So it's impossible for God to say something out of his mouth that might come to pass. So when you are, when you are decreeing and declaring, again, we're erroneous. And now we're, we're throwing the dice, maybe. But when we simply repeat what God already decreed, and we repeat it from a place of our heart, mouth being in alignment, and now we know his will and we understand how to appropriate that thing. Now we get somewhere. Are y'all following where I'm going? Yes. Literally, I challenge all of you to make a list of what you need. For everybody who says, man, I'm really struggling with what, what to study. Really? Make a list of the things you need answers on in your life. Now, start at the top of the list. What is the decree of God over that thing? I don't know. There you go, study topic number one. And don't find a verse. Write down his full counsel. That sounds like that's gonna take a long time. Bingo. 
How do I know what his full counsel is? Have you exhausted Genesis to Revelation? This shit right. I had somebody tell me one time, you know, I don't want to do all that. I just don't want to do all that work. Well, you don't want to be a disciple. A disciple is a student or a follower. See, what happens is we want what we want so bad that we're trying to rush to it. But rushing to it doesn't mean you know it. If I graduate you the first day you, you enter school, you haven't learned. You got to go through the process. Now, turn to Psalm 62. So search, put this in your notes, put a, put a star by it, just so that you're clear. Search for the decree before you declare. Search for the decree before you declare. Search for the decree before you declare. Psalm 62. Don't, don't, don't declare first. Search for the decree and then declare. But I want it so bad. It's fine. See, because be careful with your mouth, y'all. It's a fruit producer of both good and bad fruit. So when you make a declaration, you still sow the seed. Even if your declaration was erroneous, something still got sown. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So if I get up over you guys and I start saying all manner of foolishness, it, even if it's all wrong, I still sow the seed. And there's going to be a harvest of my lack of preparation. Because somebody will apply it wrong because I taught it wrong. Think about the things that we say flippantly. Just to talk. Yes? No? Oh, I just about to say something. Psalm 62. Now, I've read this verse a lot, but in light of what we're, we're teaching, listen to this verse 11. You there? Once God has spoken, twice I have heard this. Power belongs to God. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I heard somebody teaching on this verse, and I just wanted to run around my office in circles. Look at it again. Once God has spoken, how many times did God speak it? But how many times did they hear it? Twice. How many times did God say it? But how many times did they hear it? Which means that there had to be somebody else other than God that said what God had already said. Did y'all see what I'm saying? Had to be somebody else that said it. God only said it once, but I've heard it twice. In other words, there's been a decree, God, and a declaration. We don't know in this verse who made the declaration, but we know there has at least been decree and declare. So the next person that comes is able to walk in the truth. Power belongs to God. Why? Because it's been decreed. God said it once, but I haven't heard that thing twice. God didn't say it twice. God said it once. How many times are here? So if God speaks a word 
in his text. This is what. When we say it, that is what. Bingo. Now it's confirmed. That's, that's two. God says it once, we repeat it, that's twice, it's confirmed. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everyone... Y'all following me? Be careful when you're simply repeating what you heard a preacher say. But you can't find it in the decrees. Be careful when you're simply following what a prophet said. But you can't find it in the decrees. Because no prophet should give you a word that ain't got no scripture with it. That's not a prophecy. That's not a prophecy. If you get a word from the Lord, that word from the Lord should match a decree. God has to say it first. Now I get to start talking. Otherwise, I'm in Revelations and I'm adding jots and tittles. Because the end of the book says, anybody asks this book, one jot and little bitty things, one tittle, I'm going to add to them the plagues in this book. So if I get to talking, decreeing, declaring, and I'm out of order, I'm in revelation. I'm adding stuff too. God said, I didn't say that. I did not say that. I didn't say that. Why did you tell her that? Why did you tell Because sometimes we get emotional praying for folks. And we want them so bad. God, I really believe God is saying that you're healed. You sure? Because you just sow the seed. Are you sure that's what God said? Did he decree that? Because you just declared it. But I'm not. So why'd you say it? And you said it because we wanted them to be healed. We wanted it. It was our desire. Right? Well, the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm not willing. That word willing means I don't desire it. Watch this. But that doesn't mean that nobody's going to perish. Somebody ain't going to come to repentance. Just because God wants everybody saved doesn't mean that everybody's going to comply with what he wants. Do y'all think that everybody going to do everything God wants? There's going to be some people God's like, don't do that. And we're going to do it anyway. Okay, y'all looking at me funny. Some of us have disobeyed God ourselves. We ain't got to go to nobody. How many of us just didn't do what God said? So there's going to be some people that God is like, stop. Y'all ain't never seen the movie Willy Wonka. <laughs> Y'all remember that scene in Willy Wonka? He was like, stop. Don't. Quit. He was so calm. Don't touch that. Don't do that. And they did it anyway. Now again, the decree was there. Stop. Quit. Don't. Instruction was there. It was audible. They didn't have to look for it. They didn't have to search. His will, his instruction was given and they had volition, free will to disobey. Without free will, without free will, you don't have to love God. Because if we don't have free will, then he's making us do what we're supposed to do. See, free will says, this is what I want for you. But you don't have to choose it. 
I love you so much that I'm going to let you choose to not do my will. That's how much I love you. I love you so much that you can disobey. I hope you choose me, but I love you so much you don't have to. God will never do that. Go study choose you this day. Go study whose report will you believe? This is why, this is why, watch this, the evangelical church is really, really working hard to legislate morality. And the reason they're teaching, they're trying to legislate morality is because if they legislate it, they stop having to teach people to love God legitimately. If something is illegal, the government can do what the church refuses to. Now, the promises of God are yes and what? Amen. So when God speaks something, there's a yes and there's an amen. Amen means I agree. So the promises of God are that yes, okay, I agree. Every promise, every decree, there should be a okay, I agree. Yes, amen, okay, I agree. Here's the reality, guys, and I'm going I'm to check in with That's not our story. Many of us have been praying stuff for years and we don't know God's will on the issue. That was me from 03 to 07, begging God to let me out of the city. All I did, all I did in 07 was ask him why he wasn't letting me out. And listen, which means I can't confirm, but in my mind, maybe he would have let me out in 03 if I would have done in 03 what I finally did in 07. Maybe what you consider a delay is really a lack of obedience. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so if if you if you look at the decrees of God, and here's where I will I will challenge you. Good question. She said so if she write if they write it down. Can I, can I look at it? Yeah, I'll, I'll look at as many as I can. But I also challenge you guys, especially in those of you who are creating a relationship with people, challenge each other. That's, a, that's called accountability. It's a word we don't like to do in the church. Challenge each other. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about like Bible Bowl 2018. No, strong better infirmities of the week. Amen. We are our brother, our sister's keeper. We got to get to a place, y'all, where we do more than shout together. See, okay. I remember, okay, there's a moment in history called the Enlightenment period. I really appreciate the Enlightenment period. And the reason I appreciate the Enlightenment period of history is because during the Enlightenment period, being smart was good. Like they were like, you read books. <laughs> you write. Oh, oh my goodness. You're writing and reading both. 
do you do multiple languages? Wow, smart was good. All of a sudden, we've lost that. I remember getting saved and getting hyped because I got my first Bible. I was like, hype. I got me a big, big one too, boy. Big, humongous, hardback life application doozy. Come on. Ready to go. And so, get to a place where you got people around you who are excited about digging into the word with you as opposed to sinning with you. Because we knew how to sin in groups. We was great at that. Come on, let's get together and kick it tonight. What are we about to get into? Right? Or the word that we've appropriated from the world. We're about to go turn up. I hate when we use that church. Right? Oh my God. Right? And so, get with somebody. And I will, I'll look as many as I can, but get with somebody. I mean, like for instance, in your instance, in your instance, you have a group, go to your prep group, go to your team. Hey y'all, here's my stuff. Amen? We good? Any other questions? I can look at you and I know that I just kind of shook up some stuff. That's good. Because some of us been just talking. Ain't got no backup. Yes. So Well, again, if we're speaking faith into it with nothing behind it, faith is substance and evidence. Remember, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not, faith is not vapor. It's substance and evidence. The reason my faith works is because there's a decree behind it. Right? I got a God said behind it. That's, see, I have faith. Watch what he told them. When, when Jesus rebuked the disciples, he would tell them, have faith in God. Not just have faith, have faith in there's something behind you having faith. Not, don't just have faith for faith's sake. Have faith in. That makes sense? So you, there's, there's a decree that we rest our faith in. The reason I have faith. Well, they, they, they used to say, my hope is built. Yes. Or, y'all see that? Nothing less than Jesus' blood and Righteousness. What were they saying? My hope or faith is on a foundation called Jesus, his blood, his burial and resurrection, and his righteousness. So there's a decree, and I'm going to set my hope on that decree. If I have faith for something, but I got nothing up under it, my faith is held up by nothing. So I can then ask you the question to shake your faith. Why do you believe that? And if you ain't got nothing behind it, now your faith is shaking. You see what I'm saying? So if you come to me and you say, I am believing God for a new job. Why? Right? The why, I'm trying to get you to the decrees. Because see, here's how the enemy will talk. I'm believing God for a new job. You can't get a new job. Maybe I can't get a new job. You can't. Tell you why you can't get a new job. You can't get a new job for this reason, this reason. Because remember, the enemy takes notes on your own deficiencies to throw them back in your faith face when your faith is getting weary. But if you got a decree behind it, I'm believing God for a new job, right? Why? Now you, you start bringing the decrees of God back. 
right? Proof text. It is written. Y'all see that? When Satan came after Jesus, Jesus didn't say, I'm gone, leave me be. <laughs> he responded with the decrees. He didn't even respond with his wishes. He, he responded with the concrete. It is written. Not I think, not I hope, not I wish. His response to the demonic was the decree. He simply declared the decree. That's all he did. He didn't add that to it. He didn't have to expound it. When Satan came, all Jesus did was declare the decree. Every text that he spoke back to Satan was a text that had already been decreed. That's no new scripture. What Jesus spoke to Satan was no new text. It wasn't a sermon on the mount. It's nothing. He literally went back to old text and requoted it. Matter of fact, when he went to the temple the first time and they're trying to validate who he was, he did it again. Declared the decree. He went to the book of Isaiah and read something old to prove something new. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for it has anointed me too. Close the book. Anybody got anything to say about that? Because it's in your books. He declared the decree. You have just listened to part 3.5 of the Marketplace Movement Podcast, the Compound Series. There is still so much more training to go. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and visit our website at themarketplacemovement.org. We invite you to worship with us at 3300 West 3rd Street in Dayton, Ohio, where catch us at the Periscope every Sunday at 315 Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you soon at the Marketplace, where we reach, enhance, and advance lives.